podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, Fight fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps, and I'm joined now with the one and only Regis Progray. Regis, how are you? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? I'm good, thank you. I just watched the video that you did with the Easter egg hunt. Yeah, yeah, we had fun yesterday. <laughs> yeah, a whole lot of fun yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was funny that you threw one into the lake. <laughs> yeah, man, you know what? Like, kids are, like, weird these days. You know, like, so I threw, I put $100 in, well, I put more than that, but I put one egg with $100 in it, and I threw it in the lake, and my my son and my nephew, they really let me down because they didn't do it. Like, they didn't go, for $100 to me, when I was, my son is seven, my nephew is 10. When I was seven and 10 years old, $100 is like $10,000, right? So it's like, bro, I would do anything. I would have swam, I would have swam eight miles to go get that $100. It's like, bro, and my kids, my son was like, he didn't even go, you know? A grown-up had to go fucking go get the money. You know, it was crazy. It's like, bro, like, yeah. what's wrong with y'all kids these days? My son, he was good. He found... He found like $27 or whatever. So he's like good with that. He bought like V-Bucks and all that type of stuff. But bro, $100, like, I don't know. Kids are weird. Yeah, I feel you. I would have done through a lot of lengths to get me $100 when I was young. Right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you, know, like, you know what? I was just saying the other day it was my niece's birthday and she's only eight and everyone was giving her like, cause she, she doesn't understand that a $1 bill is less than like a $20 bill. So she yeah. wanted a bunch of ones. So everyone literally, like, if they were going to give her 20 bucks, everyone gave her 21. So she really felt like she was just getting the most, right? Right, 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 and right. The interesting part of it is, is that she was just, like, she was so, in, in like, just amused with how much money that she was being given. I go, you know what? When I was her age, I was lucky if I got a $5 bill. Yeah, and right. Like, $5 yeah, exactly. was, like, that's a lot of money. Exactly. And she was. She ended up. I think she got like almost three hundred dollars with everyone just bringing ones. I was like, "Well, how old is she? She's eight. Eight years old with three hundred dollars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, that's because everyone was bringing her like you know ten dollars, ten ones, and twenty. Right, right, right. Ones. So it's just. I mean, it, it, the stack was massive. So what is her plan? Did you know? Do you know her plan with her three hundred? Is she gonna buy like V bucks or Roblox or something like that, or what? Something else? She never wants to spend it. That's actually <laughs> good never wants to spend it she always just has like she just has her money in her box she just we have she actually has like a chest she doesn't want to spend it she's like do you want to buy anything she's like no so I'm like, yeah okay <laughs> that's, a, that's that's actually a good trait to have that's yeah early on. so it's a good it's a good thing yeah exactly well mm-hmm. you know what um it's it's interesting to go well, first and foremost thank you for making the time because i've realized that you and i have never actually done an interview together even when we were, I was still doing the World Boxing Super Series hosting. Mm-hmm. I did the transition just before your guys' season began. So right, right, right. it's nice yeah. to finally speak with you. Thank you for making yeah, the time. Awesome. So you got, you got a lot going on right now, my friend. Um, Triller. Triller yes. coming in. They're, they're really making waves at the moment. And they're spending a lot of money. Talk to me about sort of how that sort of came about because I think everyone was a bit taken aback when they saw they're like, oh shit, he's you're gonna be fighting Ivan Redcash. Man, it's excellent. You know, I spar with Ivan, so I can't believe sometimes I can't I pinch me, wake me up because it's like you're gonna pay me this much money to fight Ivan, you know, like a fucking he's can I curse? Yeah, right. <laughs> um <laughs> Like, uh, um, you know, we sparred together and stuff like that. It's like, oh, my God, you know, but I, I'm just excited. It's, it's the, the event is going to be huge. 
And honestly, I, I thought this was boxing needed for a long time. You know, I, I saw I have a, a, a street marketing team in New Orleans. And when I fought out there in July, like two years ago, something like that, they want to do the same thing, which is bring the artists in and making a, a, an event, you know. And now this, this is what Trilla is doing. You know, they're going to have so many Justin Bieber, Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, Doja Cat, Saweetie, you know, all these people, they're going to be there. And, you know, so it's making the fight that much bigger. You know, people really, they want to tune into this. They want to watch it. You know, you don't have, in boxing, it's only a few names that it's a, it's a, it's not just a boxing match, but it's a, it's a whole event. You know, you got a Floyd Mayweather, of course, that's an event. You make a Manny Pacquiao, a Canelo, you know, maybe like an Anthony Joshua. Um, you know, they'll, those fighters, their, their names carry so much weight that when they do fight, it's, it's an event, you know, but, you know, for, for the most part, you know, it's not, you know, it's just a boxing match and most of the, just the, the hardcore boxing fans are going to tune in, you know, but this time, you know, with this, with the whole trailer thing going on, it's a whole event and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm just happy. And I'm excited about it. And I want to see where it's going to go. Um, first of all, Snoop Dogg, his commentary is just too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's too good. I was so happy to see that, that they're bringing him back regularly. Because he was just so funny. Right. Did, you, did you hear the stuff he was saying? Last I, of course I saw. Yeah, of course I saw. Of course, yeah, definitely. So yeah. I, I was in New Orleans uh, when I watched when the Tyson, yeah, when the Tyson fight was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, another thing too was, um, it, you know, it's funny because Triller, I was supposed to host the very first event um, mm -hmm. with the Mike Tyson and Roy Jones event. And when right. they had sort of come out and just been like, oh, hey, we're looking for a host, blah, blah, blah. Unfortunately, the schedules didn't add up. But mm -hmm. um, I just remember thinking like, wow, they're, they're really doing something different because I know that they said that there was gonna be performances and things like that. We have right. seen people in the past, like Rock mm -hmm. Nation, for example, they have made their, their attempt to sort right. of do something different. But I think mm -hmm. what, what Triller's doing that we haven't seen with the others is like you said, they're sort of interact. They're, they're mixing, not just boxing, but with entertainment and also other genres. Like you're getting people who aren't even boxers who are going, so sort of like white collar boxing, mixing it mm -hmm. in with boxing, but you're bringing in people with large fan bases. These right, aren't just exactly. anybody, you know, right. like Jake Paul. What, what are your thoughts on Jake Paul? Because a lot of people have a lot of mixed, mixed reactions towards sort of, sort of how he's building himself up in boxing. I mean, you can't hate on him. You know, that's one thing. A lot of people, I had, of course, I have conversations with, you know, the old school boxers, the old school boxer trainers and stuff. And they, man, I hate to see this, that, you know, boxers going to shit and all that type of stuff they say. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, I mean, listen, popularity and fame is different these days. You know, I was at the, I was at the event in L.A. when his brother fought. And it was it was these people, all these YouTube fans and so not fans, but the celebrities they was walking down and, you know, is I didn't know who these people were. I guess I'm getting older and stuff like that, but I didn't know who these people were, but they was like super famous. You go, I, I looked, I looked some of the people up. I was in the VIP with some of them, most of them. And I looked them up. I looked up some of the people after and like, they like, you know, like super, super famous, like really, really famous people. So it's just different these days. And, you know, Jake Paul, I mean, hey, he's doing his thing now. I, I think if he keeps on this, if he keeps on this track, you know, that's a good thing. Now, of course, everybody's saying if he fights a real fighter, you know, that's, a, of course, that's a different story. But, hey, I mean, who won't do it? If he can make this type of money fighting whoever he wants and stuff like that, why not? Why not do it, right? Are you supportive of 
sort of the, the retired generation sort of coming out and, and wanting to fight again, like, like Oscar De La Hoya said that he's... I'm, I'm, I, I am when they fighting somebody else that's like, you know, another legend that's retired. I don't want to see Oscar fight a prime, you know, like a, a Charlo, a Jamal, a Jamal Charlo or something like that. I don't want to see that. That'll be a massacre. I don't want to see that. But I am a fan of, you know, let them, it's, it's kind of like the, the, the big three league, right? With the basketball, you know, they doing the same thing. So I, I like to see that when they coming out and they fighting older legends because, mm-hmm. you know, boxing is a sport, not even just boxing, athletes, period. You know, they want to, you, when you, you still are good, but you just can't compete at that highest level, right? Against younger people. Cause you know, of course, father time gets the best of everybody. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would like to see that, you know, some of those things like that, like if Oscar fights, whoever, I don't know, I don't know, uh, older legend or whatever, well, you know. Roy Jones was saying that he would like to fight him. Hey, let them, yeah, let them two fight, you know, let those two fight until, of course, until it dies. I think, I think it's good now, but I think at the same time, it will get played out, just like everything. Everything will get old, everything will get played out and stuff like that. So I think right now it's good, it's hot, but then people the whole thing with the Tyson thing, that was exciting because it's Mike Tyson, right? Everybody wants Mike Tyson is just, it's just, you know, just, uh, I don't know. I, I can't even describe Mike Tyson in one word, but everybody is just always wants to see what Mike Tyson is going to do or what Mike Tyson is going to say. You know, he had his podcast. He says all kinds of stuff because he's so brilliant and he can click at any time. He can say what he wants. He can do what he wants anytime. So I think everybody wants to see like a Mike Tyson. So that was the perfect person to have that first one, to have that first match. Um, but I think with the rest of the fighters and stuff, it I think it'll get old. People, they're not going to want to watch it forever. You know, they still going to want to watch, you know, younger fighters fight, of course. Right. Well, you and Ivan are really the the only real boxers. Right. Real, real fight, as I would say. Right, right, right. Uh, not, mm-hmm. not to be disrespectful to anyone else, but you know, at the end of the day, you guys are yeah, I, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you said you've sparred with Ivan before. Uh, do you have a prediction? Do you have anything that you? <laughs> um, the only thing I'm worried about with Ivan is which hand I'm gonna knock him out with. That's it. <laughs> That's the only thing I worry about with Ivan. I'm not gonna. I don't. I can't pick the round, but which hand I'm gonna knock him out with. That's all. That's the only thing I worry about with Ivan. Um. Yeah, I, I don't I don't do the predictions and all that type of stuff, but you know, not even not even talking about that, but I'm just I'm just super focused right now. Everybody telling me, I know the eyes are crazy on me, but I don't I kinda don't even pay attention to that stuff. But I've been I've been busting my ass, I've been training my ass up, I've been really, really focused, um, living like a fighter. I was the whole thing, my really my whole career, I never really lived like a fighter you know I was already a world champion even when I became a world champion I was number one in the weight class and I was a world champion I still I still didn't live like a fighter but now since my my last fight you know the Herodas fight that was my first fight like really being focused and living like a fighter and so that's the same thing I'm doing right now like it's just it's really all boxing like almost all day I train three times a day about five six hours total and so I'm just busting my ass focused um, I wake up, I go to the gym, of course, um, then I, I come back home like I am right now. I'll do things like this. I'll do interviews and stuff, and I'll eat, mess with my kids, my wife, and I take a nap. Mm-hmm. And then I, and this is an everyday thing. Then I wake up and I train again, um, and then chill, and then train again. So this is, and this is every day. This is six days a week for me. Sunday is my only rest day. And so I'm just super, super focused right now. And it's not even, 
it, it doesn't matter who it's going to be. I'm, I feel like this is what I have to do. Um, yeah. my, my goal is to be pound for pound. And this is now I'm living, like I said, since my last camp, I've been living like a fighter. And this is, this is my lifestyle right now. So there was the talks, obviously, of you and PBC. We know that you mm -hmm. still plan to go that direction after Trilla. Right. You know, Trilla just sort of came along for you. And, of course, mm -hmm. you take the opportunity, good money, good opportunity, why not? Especially a right. big platform like that because you're going to be also seen in front of a, a, a new audience. Just like you mm -hmm. were saying, you didn't know who these YouTubers were. Well, some YouTuber fans may not know who you are, but they're going to know. Well, of course. Night, yeah, right? I mean, Jake Paul is super, super popular, you know, so... Yeah. Most of, you know, not saying most of his fans, but, you know, probably, you know, some of his fans, the majority of his fans, they're going to tune in, they're going to watch me, and then they'll be fans of me after that, you know? So I think it's a, we couldn't turn this opportunity down, you know? It was two, it was two things on the table at the time, and we was like, we, my, my coach was like, man, it's, this is a no-brainer, you have to do this, and, you know, so that's what we're doing. So let's talk a bit about that direction. I know I just actually interviewed Maurice Hooker a few weeks ago, yeah. and we know that there was the talks there between you guys. He couldn't make 147 anymore. We know mm -hmm. that you want to stay at 140 in the meantime, but have the goal to eventually go up to 147. Who is on, the, the I guess, the hit list at 140 then that, that, that's sort of keeping you back from moving up to 147? Um, well, first, you see, the thing is, in boxing like you just never know the landscape right so I do want to be a champ I just I kind of want to be a champion again I kind of just have that I felt like I'm not gonna say and don't I don't want nobody to take this out of context I don't want to say I got robbed or whatever but I just feel like I should still be a champion right now and I still it's, it's something that I just want personally I want to be a champion again at 140 and as far as hit list of course I think me and Josh Taylor we have to have a rematch the fight was too too close and we have to have a rematch but um, Adrian Broner. Now he said he was going to forty, but he made he he couldn't make it, so he made he went to forty seven. But I think that's that was the fight I always wanted, mm. and I think that's going to be the fight. I'm I'm really not positive, but I, I'm pretty sure like that fight is going to happen. You know, either the next fight or the fight after that, maybe for a belt at one forty. You know, it depends what's going on with Josh Taylor and, and Jose Ramirez. But I think that that's a huge fight for me at one forty. So, um, yeah, that's. I think that's like the hit list. So basically, you want the winner of Jose Ramirez and Josh Taylor. Yes. But if it's at 40, I think they're going up to 40. I mean, if they're going up to 47, then I'll probably go up there too. But if not, and I don't think, I honestly, I if I was Josh Taylor, I wouldn't fight me. You know, I wouldn't fight me if I was Josh Taylor. I think they're with top ranks. So I think they're going to do... Whoever wins that fight is going to go up to 147 and fight Terrence Crawford. Most likely, I think that's what's going to happen. Whoever wins that fight, we'll see. I think they're going to go up. I don't think it's no point. Whoever wins that fight, is no point for them to stay at 140 anyway. You know, they'll have all the belts. So what point is nothing else at 140, you know, except like say if me and if Josh Taylor wins, then, you know, me and him can fight. But it don't have, you don't even have to be at 140. It could be at 147. Um well, Josh so, Taylor definitely said that he intends to go up to 147, uh, whether he wins or he loses. Right. I think all. I think both of them. Are. I you think both of them win or lose. I think both of them are going to go up to 147. Period. You know. I think that's what they're going to do anyway. So, um, I'll see them. I'll see either one of them at 147. But for right now, 
I just I kind of want to be a champion again on 140, and then you know, then we'll see. But it, box the, the landscape in boxing changes so much that you just never know what's gonna happen. You know, they might offer me some crazy money fight at 147. It's like, all right, it's something I can't refuse. Like, who would have, I never thought that I'd be fighting Ivan Redcatch. So now I'm fighting Ivan Redcatch. It's like, all right, if that's what you offer me, okay, let's let's do it, right? So either 140, 47, but. We'll see. It's just the the landscape in boxing just changes so much that you just never know what's going to happen. Right. So we know that Teofimo also wants the winner. Mm-hmm. And uh, is that someone that you would entertain a, a fight with if he moved up? Yeah, of course. Of course. I definitely moved up. Yeah, to 40. Yeah, I definitely will fight Teofimo for sure. Because he definitely yep. wants to move up at some point. And I think mm-hmm. he's really enticed with the idea of, of the winner of that fight. Right. Yes. I mean, I fight to female also. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Mm-hmm. So Adrian Broner, where did, the, where did this come from? It seems like there's been some words exchanged there. Who sort of started that whole situation? <laughs> I called Adrian Broner out years ago, you know, um, after, so after I knocked out Undongo, Julius Undongo, no, not Julius Undongo, after I knocked out um uh, Joel Diaz I called out you know it is premature of course I called out Agent Brown and I called out Terrence Crawford and it's something it just come and then with the whole thing with the Broner thing it's just a fight I wanted for about a long long time and I think now is it's getting closer and closer and closer you know I mean I kind of know what I am I'm a as, as far as my name I'm a very high risk low reward type of fight for those type of fighters you know so right now that's why I'm fighting on something like this to build my profile. You know, I think that's what I have to do right now is to really build my profile and really invest in myself and just keep winning. And I think those big fights, you know, they will happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. I, that, I, sorry. Do you think that Adrian Broner will be your first fight with BBC or you're hopeful it'll be your first fight? Um, I don't, maybe not the first, maybe the second. Mm-hmm. Maybe the second or something like that. I'm thinking maybe like a Robert Easter and then a Broner, but you never know. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, you just you never know what's gonna happen in boxing. So we'll see. So we know that there's the one fight deal with PBC, but uh, do you intend to do maybe like a long term thing with anybody, or do you want to sort of kind of do what a lot of the other guys are doing at the moment, which is just sort of having the free range to go from one promoter to the next, depending on which fights they could line up for themselves. Um. I think that's a question for a manager. <laughs> um, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure yet. You know, um, it depends. It depends who can give me the best deal, the best offers, and stuff like that. I think that's, yeah, it, it all depends. Mm-hmm. Um, Gervonta read something there. How did that happen? Because you said that you were sort of caught off guard, like with where that sort of came from. So, do you have any ideas to? Why all right, so familiar? what happened? All right, so this this the story with that, right? So the whole Javante Davis thing got started by um after so after my last fight with Herodes, I was promised that I was gonna fight for that belt um that Mario Barros has. I was promised mm-hmm. I'm gonna fight for that belt. Then the weeks passed because they was like, Yeah, you're gonna definitely like I said, I promised. I was a, it was a promise that I was gonna fight for that. So as the weeks passed, the weeks passed, um, they said, it's not going to happen. Barrios is too big. He cannot make 140. He has to, absolutely, he's not making 140. He has to go to 147. So then I was like, all right, whatever. You know, if he can't make it, I can't call him out no more, right? Mm-hmm. So I left it alone. And so then after that, um, I saw, you know, 
what a few weeks ago and stuff, I saw that Javante was, you know, gonna fight Mario Barrios. And then I said, I comment, I was like, that's some bitch ass shit because I was supposed to fight him for the belt and all of a sudden he's gonna fight in no all of a sudden he's fighting Javante. So I said it on that part of Barrios's part. Then one of the boxing whatever YouTube channels uh Instagram pages, they made a post with me and Javante Davis who will win. And then Javante said, you know, he said what he said, and then I said what I said. And that's kind of how that, that little beef or whatever started. Mm. So there was never like a, I'm going to fight you sort of situation? It was just never. Okay. It was never, no, it was never that. It was somebody that put a, it was it was somebody that just put a, a post up of me and him. And then he said what he said. And of course, you know, I responded. And, but yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't aiming nothing at Javante. At first, I was aiming something at Barrios because right. I was supposed to buy him for the belt. And I found out you know, he was going to do it. So that's, I kind of just, you know, I said what I said. Did you ever get an explanation as to why that happened? Like Barrios went with no. instead of fighting him? I mean, I, I mean, I would know. It's probably bigger money. Why would he fight me? I'm going to, I would kill Barrios. So why would he fight me for, you know, I, of mm-hmm. course not. You know, he'd rather, he'd rather take his chance with a 30-pounder, 30, 30 35-pounder, and, you know, and then probably bigger money. So, I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not saying I would blame him, you know, for fighting him, but I mean, I, it was just, for me, I was just like some bitch ass shit, like I said. Mm. Going back to something you said earlier, you said like, you wouldn't fight me or you wouldn't want, well, I'm sorry, how do I say this? You would think it's best that Joshua didn't fight you now. Mm-hmm. You, you're saying it as in, you've made these significant changes within yourself. Was there a point where you sure. felt like, and I don't want to speak out of line by saying this or take, take what you might've said wrong. So correct me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, but it sort of came off like as if you at one point weren't taking boxing as seriously as, as you are now. I, I'm all right. I was, I always took boxing seriously, but I didn't live like my outside life. I wouldn't even say that. No, I took it serious. Don't get me wrong. I took it serious, but I'm I'm more focused now. So, all right. So, if people don't know, after I won the world championship, I beat, you know, I beat Relic, and I was a world champion, number one in the world at 140. And one of the things I did, which I shouldn't have did, was a mistake. I moved to L.A. I moved to L.A. for a year. Now, I knew when I moved to L.A., I knew it was going to be temporary. I knew I didn't want to live out there forever. It was going to be a temporary thing. I said in my head for like two or three years I was going to live in L.A., you know, but when I lived in LA, I really I lived on vacation. Like I really, it's just. I do you live in LA right now? No. Well, I've lived in LA for twelve years, so okay. I, know, I know what you're talking about. It's, it's right. Very, it's very easy to get caught up in LA. Yeah. So, and I don't get me wrong. And I wasn't. Into, I, I don't drink. I don't smoke. Never did none of that stuff anyway. So I wasn't doing that. But for me, I'm a I'm a like a beach and ocean and water type of person. Mountains and you know out outdoorsy type of persons, right? So. Um, when I, I would go, of course, I would always go to the gym and I'm serious about that type of stuff. Always, every day I go to the gym and train. But after I go, after I leave the gym, I'm going to the beach. I'm going spearfishing. I got into spearfishing out there. I got into free diving. Um, I was going to Catalina Island, you know, doing all that type of stuff. So um, that was, that was kind of on my mind at the gym. I'm at the gym. I'm thinking like, all right, you know, we're going to do this and go through the motions. Then like, I'm going to do this after, right? And, but now in Texas, it's a whole different thing, you know, in here, like I said, like I come here, who the hell is calling me? <laughs> Hello? Somebody called me. Um, so 
out here in Texas, I'm just I'm just way more focused. You know, I I live like I said, I, I live in training camp. It's that's that's just it. I live in training camp. Not just saying my my whole my success has been that I not I literally I literally I train all year round and I live in training camp. You know, and well, like I said, when I lived in LA, it was like you know living on vacation. And the the way I lived in LA, I had a big old house out there. You know, I had made a lot of money being a world champion. So I had a big house and I had my friends come live with me and I had a, another family living with me and stuff. And it was just, my, my daddy, he came in, he visited and he was like, you know, this is toxic. You know, you don't need this. And, and, and he told my trainer, like he getting soft in LA and stuff like that. And I didn't, I don't think I was getting soft in LA or nothing, but it was just somewhere that I didn't, I didn't need to be as far as my career. And I don't get me wrong, I loved LA. Like I said, I I really, really love living in LA. Like the way I lived in LA would be the way I would want to retire. You know, my son's school was around the corner. I would walk him to school every day. Um, I lived in the mountains. It was, I mean, it was like perfect living, you know. But like I said, I lived in in vacation and I do, I know I don't need that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I moved back to Texas. It's smart of you to, to sort of clock that pretty early on because I think often a lot of times people don't, they don't think, think of it that way, but it's true. There's a lot of distractions and it takes a very a certain type of, you know, mentality to sort of lock out the fact that, oh, I just want to go to the beach or yeah, I just want to go hiking, but you really have to right. sort of buckle everything down and make all these sacrifices. What would you say, like, do you, do you make weight comfortably? Are you someone who just makes weight comfortably? Um, it's, I want to say it's, it's not hard, but it's not easy. You know, it's not like Super Bowl is going to kill me, but it's it's not easy at the same time, you know. So, I mean, I mean it depends. So, my the fight with Josh Taylor, I made it, I made it easy. That was easy. The fight with the before before that, I made it easy, you know. But the last fight, I missed the weight by like a pound and a half or something like that. So, but I kind of, you know, you don't make excuses, but I kind of blamed it. I was out the – I didn't make weight for a whole year. And then the bubble thing is like it was – it was just – we couldn't leave the room and one day we had like you have to go to the gym at a certain time and then we couldn't leave the room and it was just kind of it wasn't a good situation so I did I I mean I did what I can but um Mm -hmm. yeah but it's it's not hard it's not like I said it's not hard but it's not easy at the same time how are you sort of adapting to the fact that things are very different like I know even for this thriller card uh, the media isn't really going to be accessible or you guys aren't going to be very accessible to the media everything's going to be virtual Mm-hmm. Uh, how how has it been for you, sort of experiencing things like you said in a bubble? Well, I mean, so the, that was the first fight I had since the bubble. You know, my last fight was the first fight I had since the bubble, the whole bubble thing. And yeah, it's just you can't you can't leave the bubble, so everything has to be in there. You, usually, you know, we can go outside to take a run. We can go where we want. We can find a sauna, and it's just like in the bubble stuff. You you can't do none of that stuff. You know, we had to, I had to have a, like a, a personal sauna in my room and it's always different. I one day, like I said, one of the day, it was a Tuesday and I couldn't leave the room. I literally could not leave the room. So I had to work out in my room and it's like a little hotel room. You're trying to work out and it's, you know, all you could do is really jump rope and shadow box. You really can't do nothing. You can't run, you run in place and stuff. So you can't really do nothing. It's hard to sweat. And so it was, yeah. it's hard, it's really hard to adjust into that stuff. So I think a lot of fighters, not a lot of fighters, but some fighters are, you know, having trouble making that because yeah. just because of the whole, the, all the restrictions and stuff. Yeah, I also heard from a, um, a few different fighters that they found it to be a little bit mentally draining. Like it wasn't like you can just walk outside, clear your head, 
Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you're sort yeah. of confined, and it's it's just not the same. Basically, yeah, you just it's 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 not good. Yeah, you just mm-hmm. in the room and you go to the gym, you go to the room, and that's it, literally for like a whole week, and it's 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 not good. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up, I didn't get to ask you uh, what was your prediction for Josh Taylor, Jose Ramirez, or do you have one at all? Yeah, I, I got Josh Taylor winning. I definitely think Josh Taylor should be able to win. Um, he's a good inside fighter. He's a good outside fighter. So, um, I think Ramirez, I mean, I think Ramirez has trouble with boxing. You know, he had trouble with Cepeda. He had trouble with Postal. You know, he still won, of course, but I think it's because of he wins those fights because of maybe his shape. He's in such tremendous shape, but I, but both of these fights, they're going to come in. They're going to come in in absolute tip-top shape. And they, it, I think it's, it is, it's going to depend on who's the hungriest that's going to mm-hmm. prevail because – Josh Taylor will be the first person from Scotland in Scotland's history to be a, you know, to to have four belts, and then Jose Ramirez will be the first Mexican ever to have that. So who has, who wants it the most? You know, it, it, I think it'll be a good fight. I'll be in Vegas. For, I'll definitely be in Vegas for that fight. You know, not even not just to call him out, you know, and talk shit, but to actually, you know, be at the fight and to watch the fight as a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that Josh Taylor should be able to be. You know, I fought him. He's strong on the inside. You know, he, he's good on the outside also. So, um, he should be able to win. So, I, yeah, I think i go with Josh Taylor. Another fight that's coming up is Canelo versus uh, Billy Joe Saunders. Would you like to give a prediction for that? I got Canelo, man. I think Canelo is like a creative player right now, to be honest. I think Canelo is like, you know, almost like – I can't say unstoppable because Mike Tyson was unstoppable at one point in time too. But, yeah, Canelo is just – I think he just – He's just ahead. He's just a step ahead above everybody right now. So, um, yeah, I got, I got, um, I got Canelo. Do you see anyone beating Canelo at this point? Is there anyone that you would sort of give an edge towards? Because a lot of Jamal people- Charlo. Yeah. Yeah, Jamal Charlo. You know, I'm not just. Of course, I am biased. I grew up with him. He's one of my friends. I'm really biased about it. But you know, he he's strong in his mentality. You know, he's big. He's strong. He has a good jab. You know, he can't move. He can't move his feet. He can't be slick at sometimes. Um, but his his mindset, his mentality, you know, like he's, you know, we kind of all came up together and stuff like that. Both of them, Jamel and Jamal, like their mentality, they, they're so, so hungry, you know, and they have a chip on their shoulders. And I think that's what, yeah, I, I think that's what, um, that's the edge I'll give them. Do you think that um, Jamal would move up, though, to 168 if he got if he got a shot at? I think so. I think he, I really, I think he said, they said he's trying to fight Benavidez and Benavidez is 168, right? So I think that, yeah, I think he'll move up to, for, uh, for Canelo. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that would be the way. Because I know that Canelo's made it very clear that he plans to stay at 168 for a while because he doesn't really want to go back to 116. He definitely doesn't want to go up to, to light heavy. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think, yeah, he'll go up for sure. I mean, Jamal is big, man. Jamal is, shit, he's super big and super strong. So yeah, I'm pretty sure he'll go up to fight him. Yeah, well, we all want to see that fight because I know a lot of us be talking about that fight. Yeah, <laughs> so right, hopefully, yeah. hopefully. Right. Well, Regis, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. I wish you nothing but the best. What is it? April 17th. Less than two Riddler. weeks away, yes. Yes, so truly. People who are completely illiterate, and let me tell you that I, I have myself, I was like, how do we watch this fight? You just, it's available by download via Fight TV, correct? Mm-hmm. And uh, is it just Triller.com? How, how do people watch the app? I think it's the app. You yeah. download the Triller, right? You download the Triller app, and 
Honestly, that's all I know. You download the Triller app, and <laughs> I have links and stuff they tell me to post and all that stuff. So that's kind of the only thing I know how to do it. Okay. Download the app, and it's also available on Fight TV. I know that much. So, yep. all right. Well, I wish you nothing but the best. Uh, let's Definitely. see you get your shine on April 17th. Any final words? That's it, man. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm glad I took the time out. You actually had a really 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 good interview really good conversation you know some of the um some of the people that actually the same thing over and over and over again it's like yeah he's like going through the motions you know and <laughs> that was good you know so thank you and um i'm glad i took the time out yeah well thank you so much for your time and hopefully we can get to catch up with you after your fight and see what's going on next for you and regardless i will see you at the uh taylor ramirez fight i'll see you there yeah I'll all be right there. all right well have it have yourself a good day then all right, thank you. All right, bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.